I got a great surprise the other day. You want to know what it was? My husband showed up for Thanksgiving. It was a great surprise. Yeah, they came home for a few days. Now they'll have to go back. But they did come home. And uh, I was quite happy about that, as you can know. I know I want to thank. I had so many people that sent me texts and emails and called and said they wanted to do something for my Thanksgiving lunch since I was going to be alone. We've got the best people in the whole wide world. Do you know that? You are the best people in the... You should pat yourself. We are the best. You, okay, try that again. We have the best people in the whole wide world. That doesn't mean other people are second. I just think that ours are some of the very best, okay? That means you partners out there. That means you people watching online are the very best. Yes. 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 So... Um, I just, uh, I was so blessed and I uh, have got to spend some time with him and we've enjoyed it because I haven't got 60,000 emails and 5,000 texts and, you know, so it's been great. It's been great, quite great. Well, um, so here we are. Y'all notice we sang the same songs. I was looking at it today and I put the calculator to it and... I was calculating how long Keith and I have been learning about the Holy Spirit. And it'll soon be 50 years. It's like 46, 47 years that we've been learning about the Holy Spirit. And you learn something new every single day about the Holy Spirit. So I'm just wondering how many of you are tired of hearing about what we've been teaching on the last couple of weeks? That's not everybody. How many of you are tired of hearing about the Holy Spirit? Let's try it one more time. Maybe we'll get everybody this time. How many of you are tired of hearing about the Holy Spirit? No. All right. Okay. Because you know me. I can sit down and we can just sing songs the rest of the service. You know me. I'm not, I'm not hankering just to teach, you know. Unless somebody needs it or wants it, you know. We can, we can do something else, you know. But anyway... You know, we've been learning about the Holy Spirit all these years. And there's always something more to learn of Him. Do you know the Holy Spirit is not an it? The Holy Spirit is a person. So when you talk about Him, you shouldn't think of Him as an it. And when you think about Him, I wouldn't say... Jay, it is beautiful. You, how would you think about that? If I said, Jay, it is beautiful. Is it, it, it's beautiful. No, you would say she. Edward's looking at her. <laughs> like he hadn't looked at her yet this morning. It is beautiful. No, you'd say what? And I know the world is real confused right now about their pronouns. <laughs> God wasn't confused. That's right. He wasn't confused. The Holy Spirit is a, a person. Amen. And we should respect Him as such. 
You know, a lot of people haven't had a lot of respect for God and the things of God. But the more you respect the Holy Spirit, like what we were talking about the last couple of weeks, the more He will be able to do things for you in your life. The more He will be able to reveal things to you and help you and be able to show you. You know, I think about the things that the Holy Spirit, I use the Holy Spirit for. I think about when the Holy Spirit is working in my life, I'm constantly, I don't, you know, Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, I don't go 20 minutes uh, without praying. You know, but he said, he, how, how does he say it? Somebody help me with it. But I rarely pray more than 20 minutes, but I don't go more than 20 minutes without praying. Thank you, Rob. And that's kind of the way it is with me with the Holy Spirit. I I don't tell jokes either because I get them just that way backwards. (laughs) So I always have to have Keith sitting there telling me the, the response to it. And he corrects it backwards. But the Holy Spirit with me is just that way. I don't go 20 minutes. I Rarely 20 minutes without checking in with him. How many of you have kids? How many of you are rushing around a lot of times in the morning and you can't find what you need? You're running late and you can't find it. Honesty. Raise your hand up high. Ra- yeah. Yeah. Do you know who knows right where it is? Holy Spirit. I mean, I use that all the time. I'm like, Holy Spirit, where is that? And I'll ask him. And he'll just drop it right in your heart where that is. You know, I used to do like the accounting for the ministry. I don't do it anymore. Thank you, Lord, for Shireen and Karen and Elizabeth and Charity and all the girls and all the stuff that do all this stuff anymore. Becky and all the ones in Branson and Kim. And I won't try to name everybody because um, I'll miss somebody. But they have to balance all that stuff. How many of you don't balance your checkbook? Don't raise your hand because I don't want to fuss at you. Because the Lord says to know the estate of your flock. But, you know, and you're missing, you know, a nickel. And that nickel, when you go to really balance it, it turns out to be a $50 check or something. Because you put your, your decimal in the wrong place or something. But do you know who can help you find that? The Holy Spirit. But how do you get that? Huh? You ask. It doesn't take long to ask. You don't have to get down on your knees and fast for three days. Or or call a prayer vigil. or, Or do a prayer chain. Or call the prayer counselors. Do you know Brother Hagen used to have a prayer and counseling center when we first started at Raymond, And Keith was there. It, it, it was prayer, healing, and counseling, I believe, was what it was called. It's been, it's been a long time ago. Center. And we were in prayer on a Wednesday night at the school. And the Lord dealt with him. He said, I never called you to have a counseling center. He said, you get that taken care of right away. And the next day, 
We saw the letters over the next few days, the letters coming off the front of that building that said counseling. Why is that? Turn with me. I got it. I don't want to quote you. It's John. I think it's 16.7. Yeah, in the Amplified. Turn with me to that real quickly. John 16.7 in the Amplified Classic. The Amplified Classic. However, I'm telling you, never mind, don't turn there. Look up at the screen. I don't want you to get too into your mind again today. We've been doing real good without doing that. (laughs) So just look up at the screen with me and listen. I'm telling you, nothing but the truth. When I say it's profitable, good, expedient, advantageous, for who? Put your name in there. It's advantageous for Phyllis. So let's try it one more time. It's good. It's expedient. It's advantageous for Phyllis that I go away. Now, everybody didn't say that. Let's try it one more time. It's profitable. It's good. It's expedient. It's advantageous for that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter. Have you ever needed comfort? Have you ever needed somebody just to hold you and comfort you? So what did you do? Did you pick up the phone? Did you text somebody? Did you call somebody? Did you run to your spouse? Don't raise your hand. Now, that's not wrong for somebody to comfort you. But the greatest comforter that we have, the greatest comforter that knows more about how to fix what's going on inside of us, no matter what's gone wrong in our lives, whether it's our marriage, our job, our kids, our money, whatever it is. I could list off a thousand things, but the greatest comforter that we have is not out here in this world. It's right inside of us. And so many people become needy Because they're looking for the answers on the outside. Instead of in here. And if they would just find them a... Why why do we fight that so much? Why do we fight getting quiet and getting still? We've all done it. Turning off our cell phones, turning off the the music, turning off the the loudness, turning off the emails, turning off the text, turning off the TV program, turning off whatever we've got going, and turning inside of us to where the Holy Spirit is to find our answers. Leave it up there. Don't, Don't go away. They've seen me before. That's the most important thing. The comforter. 
the reason that so many people have trouble with their minds and, and they're depressed is because they're looking for the outside world to fix their inside problems. And they won't ever stop long enough to look inside to the greater one that we just sang about that lives inside of them. The greater one. And stop and asking him, him, a person, and you communicate with him just like I would communicate with Rob. What do you think about that? What can I do to fix that? Why am I so upset about that? He's smarter than us. The comforter. The, what's the next word? Helper. Counselor. Helper. Who is the greatest counselor? How many of you have ever had somebody ask you for counseling? I'll put up every one of my fingers and every one of my toes. Now, I've said this before, but it bears repeating. The only counsel that's worth anything to anyone is the counsel that I would get quiet and stop and look inside and find out what? What the Holy Spirit told me to tell them. Now, why do I have to stop what I'm doing? That's right. Huh? Why do I have to stop what I'm doing? Maybe getting ready for a service. Maybe helping somebody else that's got a bigger problem than you. answer your question or counsel you when your problem ain't that big. Maybe it is to you. But somebody died for you. And sent somebody to give you the answer. Don't, Don't get mad at me. But you're too lazy to stop and find out for yourself. That's like, I've got a little niece, and she may, she's probably watching. I love her. And a little nephew. And I'll be on the phone with her. She FaceTimes me a lot, and I'll be on the phone with her. And she'll yell. She's eight years old, and her grandmother's taking care of her. And she'll yell at her grandmother, Grandma, bring me a drink! Oh, is right. And I say, get up off your tail and go in there and get you a drink yourself. Grandma's old as I am. You can get up and get your own drink. Grandma's tired. And I'll tell you the same thing. How many of you have been saved today? Now, that's not every hand in here. Are y'all lazy now? <laughs> Wake up in here. How many of you in here has been saved a day? A, at least a day. At least a day. Am I, I saying it funny to you? 
How many of you have been in here saved at least a day? At least a minute? At least 30 seconds? You can hear from God. You can hear from God. And He will help you. He gave you the most valuable thing He had. He gave it to you. 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 No minister, no person, no individual, even as much as I would want to sit down and help you and give you the answers to everything. How to pay your bills. How to fix your marriage. How to, how to sort out everything in your life. I would do it. I used to try. Dave and I did it when we first started the churches. We spent endless hours counseling. And we look back on it now, and every person that we spent the endless hours counseling with, zero profit. They did nothing we told them to do. Every person that we spent the endless hours with about marriage, divorced. And years went by, and I was talking to this other minister, and he said something that really, really helped me. He said, you can't want something for someone more than they want it for themselves. That's good. That's good. And if somebody wants something bad enough, what are they going to do? Huh? Huh? If you want something bad enough, you prioritize it. And you find the time for it. It just depends on how bad you want it in your life. Now, you don't find the time for everything in your life, but if you want it bad enough, you find the time for it. Like your favorite TV program. (laughs) And what we found was that if we tell somebody something, and we love them, and we tell them something, and we pray, and we hear from the Lord, and we say, this is what the Lord said. And they don't respond to the first thing the Lord said. Why would you bother praying and finding out anything else for them? So the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener. How many of you could use some more strength? Do you remember a verse in Ephesians that says they are what? Strengthened with might. Where? In their minds. Huh? Their minds become stronger as they think on these things. They're strengthened with might. Where? 
their inner it. Inner what? Where's our little girl? Is she in here? Do we have another little girl? Huh? No, she's she's too big. We ain't grown that big yet. We got another little girl in here today. Over there. Come on. Does she want to get in the playhouse? Come on up here. Come on up here. She's shaking her head. Come on up here. Yeah, she'll do just perfectly. What's your name? I didn't hear you. Tell me one more time. Anava. Anava, would you mind getting in the playhouse for us today? You want to ring the bell on your way in? All right, nobody's home, so you have to go in by yourself. There's your little stool, and would you mind just sitting in there for us? Isn't she adorable? (laughs) Devin, you got her picture in there on the screen? Look out the window there for us so they can all see you. There she is. She's adorable. Now, our outer house, Daddy's waving back there in the back. Is that Daddy or Grandpa? Dad? Dad's waving back there in the back. I can't see back there for the lights is why I asked that. I didn't mean to offend you. Um, I just saw a a figure standing up back there. Uh, Not our outer house is renewed. Do you understand that? Your body may want to lay on the sofa and do nothing. It can get really, really physically what? Lazy. Lazy, but another word, tired. In this life, you can get tired. But Jude says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Spirit. You can stay inside your house and you can build yourself up. Put that verse back up there again. They've seen me before. There's nothing really to look at. Let's see. The verses are the more more important things. The counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, and the standby. Now let me ask you a question. Okay, if I go away, did he go away? Yes. Then the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, and the standby. Now, what? What's really left? What what else could you need beside those things? Help you to make decisions. Help you to see truth. Help you direct your path. Help you to know what to do. Counsel you and give you the answer. Your advocate if somebody does you wrong. Your intercessor if you mess up. Your strengthener, if you're tired, I just spit on Edwin. <laughs> it's good anointing. Yes, yes. Your standby, your side, if you get a little tired, he's there to lift you up and hold you up. 
somebody tell me anything else we might need. Can you think of anything? So why don't we want to spend more time with Him? Now, I don't know who said it. I know there's been other people that said it after him. But Keith reminded me of this. Devin or Lynn or, or Debbie, whoever has those pictures. Last week, we put this beautiful young lady in there, Lucy. And this week, we have this beautiful lady in there. And I want to show you. Now, this is a small portion of the Holy Spirit, which I would say, I'm not going to judge anybody, but a lot of people have a small portion of the Holy Spirit in them. Okay? But... <laughs> now play the video. And I want you to notice something as he was getting in there. What was happening to that house? It was moving. On the day of Pentecost, and in Acts 4, the place was what? Shaken. And they began to speak the word of God with? But wait a minute. They were filled in Acts 2. And spoke in other tongues. And people thought they were drunk. But then in Acts 4, they were refilled with the Holy Spirit. So they must have lost some between Acts 2 and Acts 4. Because they went out into this nasty world of ours. And in Acts 4, they had to get refilled. And when they got refilled... They were able to speak the word of God with boldness. With boldness. Now, the way that we're able to speak the word of God and know what God is saying is because what I was about to say, I don't know if it was Smith Wigglesworth or John G. Lake or or William Branham or who it was back in the 30s or whatever it was. But he said, he, we should be wall-to-wall Holy Spirit. Like Rob, what, put Rob back up in that house? Rob could actually, he didn't do it, but I should have had him do it. He should have stuck his arms out of there and walked around with that house. We could make him do it today. No, I won't make him. But do you understand what I'm saying? So much so that his flesh was not dominating him. That's right. Amen. The inner man became so big on the inside of him that when something came up, the first thing that happened was that candle of the Lord on the inside of him was burning his insides. Amen. And he would remember to check it. He didn't need a reminder. Because it was so big on the inside of him. 
Can we grow in this? Can we grow in knowing what to do 24-7? Now let's read our book and see if you can understand a little bit more about this than you did the first time. When we're done, raise your hand if you understand a little bit more of it than you did. How many of you already know what it says? better not raise your hand. I'm going to look away. Because we don't know it. We're growing continuously. How many of you will say, I'm growing? I'm getting this. I want to get this. I want to get it myself more and more to where I don't miss it. I don't miss it. Okay. How to train the human spirit. Okay? The Lord enlightens us and guides us through our spirit. If that be the case, and it is, then we need to become more spirit conscious. Do you understand that more now than you did the first time I read it? We need to become more conscious of the fact that we are spirit beings and not just mental or physical beings. We need to train our spirits so that they will become safer and safer guides. One thing which has held back the Christian world as a whole is that we are more physical conscious, body conscious, and more mental conscious soul conscious then we are spirit conscious we have developed the body and the soul but we have left the spirit of man almost untouched do you understand that better as Keith says stand by I have a cassette teaching tape which has helped many Christians in this area. In one of our meetings, one young man I know quite well gave his testimony of how it had helped him. In just a few years, just a few years ago, he was 31 or 32. He went into business. He left his salary job with a total of $5,500. He was single at that time. And he had to use his money for living expenses as well as for capital. At one point, his nest egg dwindled to $50. He gave this testimony. I listened to Brother Hagen's tapes. There were three on faith and confession and one called How to Train the Human Spirit. I went to bed every night listening to that tape. I put it on in the morning. I listened to it while I shaved. I listened to it over and over again, probably hundreds of times. Now, what did I just tell you about if something was important to you, you would do what? Prioritize it. You would make time for it. If you really, you know, I'm trying to think of where it is. I probably have it in my notes somewhere. But you know what? If it's important to you, you'll find it yourself. The scripture talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new man. 
We want to put off the old man that constantly the first thing when we want to do something is we think. We go to our mind for the answer. The first thing we want to do is not go here. We want to retrain our, or rewire our, our thought processes to where we go here. You know, rewire your, your, your vehicle to where it goes from here to here. Immediately. To where you're checking with your heart immediately instead of checking with your brain. Now, don't get me wrong. God gave us a brain. And He wants us to use it. But we should also work with our hearts and check with our hearts. Okay. So He gave, let's see, over and over again. Uh, He probably listened to it hundreds of times until the message got into His Spirit. Then by listening to my spirit and using my faith, my assets now total in excess of $30 million. How many of you could use some extra cash with the holidays coming up? Do you know how long it would take the Lord to get you lots of extra cash? All at one time now? Just that long. Do you know how broke Keith and I were when we got married? Do you know how broke we were when we went to school? Do you want to hear about the trailer again? Do you want to hear about the car that we drove from Mississippi to Tulsa or Broken Arrow that let us down? on a freezing cold, sleeting, rainy night in the middle of the plantation where we were, I don't, I don't want to exaggerate, we had to be three to five miles from anybody that you could even see. Have you ever seen a plantation? There was nothing out there but mud. And it was cold. And it was night. And we were having to go to a funeral. And the little car, if you've ever seen one, most of you have never even heard of one, a Vega. Oh, yeah. It was a precious little car. Let us down. The motor blew up. And we went to one house. When we finally got to it, knocked on the door and said, do you have a telephone? Oh, no, no, no. Who's going to let somebody that wakes them up out of a sound sleep... Use their phone. We went to another house. Do you have a phone? Well, do you know anybody? No, no, no. Went to another house. Do you have a phone? No, no, no. Went to another house. Do you no, no, no. Finally, this one gentleman did. And he said, come on in here. I'll make you some breakfast. So kind. So kind. He probably worked on the plantation. He had a trailer. He said, I'll drive you anywhere. I said, no, we better call somebody. We got another whatever it was, two hours or whatever to get where we needed to go to get to, I think it was his grandfather's funeral. And, um, but we were broke. B-R-O-K-E. Broke. And my uncle had a car lot. I think we bought a car. I think we bought the car for, Keith would have to correct me, maybe $500 because it's what my my uncle paid for it. It was a, 
Let's see, it was a four-door Oldsmobile, maybe a Delta 88. Is that such a car? It was gigantic and drank gas like a, a bus. But that's all he had at the time that was, could get us back where we needed to get. Yeah, that's a gas guzzler, somebody said. But we were broke. I was working all I could do. But, like I said last week, if you took everything Keith and I had from us, if the devil came, which he can't because the devourer is rebuked. But if for some mysterious reason we didn't have anything, we could get right back where we are. Because we know how we got there. Nobody gave it to us. No rich person pulled us aside and gave us a big inheritance. No wealthy person said, I'm going to give you a bunch of money. The Lord showed us how to believe God. And the Holy Spirit led us in everything that we were supposed to do. And we learned to listen to Him. You've heard the $5 about the shoe money. How many have heard that? 80% of the people in here. About Keith having $5 that the Lord dealt with him. And then somebody sent him, I think somebody, if I remember correctly, somebody sent him $40, $50. $50, y'all remember the story better than me. $50 to buy himself a pair of shoes, which was a lot of money at the time. This was back in 1981. That's been a few years ago. To buy himself a pair of shoes. Now, this is talking about how to be led by the Spirit. But you have to make choices in your life every single day. Do you understand? Say choices. Choices. With the money that you have now, you have to make choices. You want extra money? It matters what you do with what you got. He had that money. We didn't have extra. That may have been the week that we had a dried up carrot and two dried up onions in the refrigerator. But he had to have a certain standard for school. And he had to have a pair of shoes. And there was this young man named Wyatt Brown speaking that day. He may not have told you, but I'll tell you. Wyatt and them probably didn't, we know them real well now, didn't probably have any more money than we had at the time, now that you know them. And he was speaking that day at prayer school, or healing, prayer school, because he was praying. And he saw his shoes, and the Lord said, Give him your $50. And he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> We've all done it. But here's the thing we have to learn. What is the Lord? What is our flesh? And what is the devil? Right. Amen. That's right. Now remind me I'm telling you about the shoe money. Mm-hmm. How many of you remember that? Yes. Now how many of you remember that I told you last week I got food poisoning? 
It bothered me. I rebuked it. I did everything. But I missed it. I shouldn't have missed it. I know better. I shouldn't have missed it. Now, a lot of people... Rachel, how many times did they call you from that place? Twice from the place and asked her... Now, how many of you have ever had a restaurant call you after you've ordered takeout and ask you about the food? Much less twice. So... Something was wrong. There's a verse that says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of promise. I love the Holy Spirit. And I love Him working in my life. I depend on Him every minute of every day. And I don't want to grieve Him. I want Him there. I want to be alert to Him. I want Him there on the ready constantly in my life. Because I need Him. Now, a lot of people, not any of you, not anybody watching us, not anybody watching us, not anybody in Branson would do this. But a lot of people... would have taken that as an opportunity to sue a restaurant Mm -hmm. because they needed money. This is my opportunity and my open door to get money. See how quiet it got? Can you hear that pin drop? still dropping. You can hear it. See how quiet? Messing with people now. I love the Holy Spirit. I love being able to hear Him. Where is the problem in that? Can somebody please tell me? Nobody's got it yet. No. No. I missed it. Did you get that part? How many times did I tell you? I missed it. Say that with me. You missed it. I missed it. That is me. Not taking responsibility for missing it. Do you understand that? I missed it. Now, what the restaurant does or doesn't do is between them and God. What another person does or doesn't do, I'm not their Lord. But my conscience will be clear when I lay my head on the pillow at night. Who missed it? 
I can't hear you. Who missed it? You can say it loud. I won't be offended. Who missed it? Yeah. So why would I blame somebody else because I missed it? Why would I take somebody to court because I didn't listen to the greater one inside of me and the Lord was trying to spare me so I'm going to miss it twice? And override my heart again? And step out in a territory that the Lord didn't tell me to step out in? And get on the devil's turf? In an area I shouldn't be at all? Way out here? In no man's God land? Huh? And then wonder why I can't hear? What should, what should I do now, Lord? What, what should, how should I handle this court? Th- what should, should I, what, what? And you're getting nothing. Do you ever get into a situation where you're not hearing from God? Yes. Yes. When you've taken a turn and gone the wrong direction, what should you do? Reroute is right. Do a U-turn. You know, when GPSs first came out, how many times did they take you to the wrong place? Oh, my lands. I wound up in a bad part of town so many times, I quit using the thing. Couldn't depend on it. And when you first start out listening to the Holy Spirit, you got to be careful. Because that flesh is still big. And the Holy Spirit inside of you is what? Still small. So you may miss it. So be quick to repent. And get it right. So that you can grow. Put Rob back up there again. Wall to wall, Holy Spirit. I knew it the minute I ordered it, it was wrong. Rachel, I texted you and I said, did you order it? She said, yes, ma'am, I did. But she, and she volunteered, I'll get you something else. Why don't you let me get you something else? Who missed it? So am I going to miss it twice? By stepping out on my own to file a lawsuit. What proof have I got? Step out another step further. What proof have I got that they did anything wrong? Because I got a bellyache? How much of my time that I should be doing something else for the Lord am I willing to spend on missing God? 
Now, this is not the Lord. This is Phyllis Moore. If you're in a lawsuit, you might want to get in your... Put that verse up again. John 16. 7. Amplified. You might want to get in your counselor, advocate, intercessor mode and find out for sure if you're supposed to be there. Because do you know how quickly God could bring in more money from another source? And wouldn't be as stressful on you? Some of you got gray hair, no hair. Because you've been stressing over things that you shouldn't be stressing over. Got cancer because you got bitter over things you shouldn't get bitter over. Fighting over things you shouldn't be fighting over. Fussing with people you shouldn't be fussing over. I've had so many opportunities over money. And you know what the Lord dealt with me about? I tell Keith this. I take so much. You remember that story he tells? If you've ever heard him teach, go back and find it. I take too much, like the children of Israel and Judah. They took too much land that they had enough land that other people could come and live on it. You remember that story he tells about that? If you don't, go back and listen to it. I take too much that if people don't have enough, I'm able to give it to them. And if they think they're stealing it, I just say, Lord, give it to them. They don't know how to believe you. See how quiet you are? We can all grow. Because if you hold on to too much, you're going to lack. This is a sort. I'm stepping on their toes. That's some new shoes, huh? Yeah. Stepping on some toes. Do you want to prosper? Yes. That's about half the crowd. Do you want to prosper? Yes. If somebody takes something from you, can you grow enough? I'm not saying just give people everything. And there might be a... I hadn't seen it yet. I'm just going to say I hadn't. And I've had a lot of people take a lot of stuff from me. There's a few people in here that know it or watching and stuff. Are you willing to grow with God enough to where you can say, Lord, bless them? How many are? That's not everybody. That's okay. That's okay. When you get from this little guy, put him back up there. Put the one where he's videoing, moving the house. When you get so big, watch his house, to where your house gets to moving. See that house? It's moving. To where the Holy Spirit gets to move in your house. The things of the Lord will become more important to you. 
than the things of the flesh. And when you grow to where, me too, sometimes it still irritates me and I just have to walk away and smile and then I deal with them later. But when we get wall to wall, Holy Spirit, we walk in love. And the more we walk in love, the more bold we are. And the more we walk in love, the more Holy Spirit we have. And the inner man inside of us gets bigger and we're stronger. Now, you forgot about the $50 and the brown shoes. So the Lord dealt with him to give him his $50. He gave him his $50. Have you ever seen Keith with more shoes? Jordan and Rachel and Jess see his closets. Now, his clothes is, is awesome. But he has shoes that run out into the bedroom. Rob's shaking his head. Dwayne built the shoe racks. He has shoes that go... He's got closets everywhere, and the shoes come out into the floor, into the bedrooms. He never lacks for shoes. He's had people come up and hand him a credit card and say, go buy some... And I don't mean some cheapy, ranky shoes. I mean, go buy you some shoes. He's had people say, what size shoe? Just yesterday, somebody asked me, can I tell them what size shoe Brother Moore wears? Just yesterday. And they don't buy him cheap shoes. They buy him nice shoes. All back to that $50. It's the things, and I know people don't like hearing this, but it's the things that when your flesh is screaming, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. You don't understand how bad I need this. And the spirit man rises up inside of you and says... Sow it. That will minister to you the whole rest of your life. The whole rest of your life. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over again. All through our lives. I know years and years and years ago, we were at a Christmas party. It's Christmas coming up. And I don't know why I'm telling you these stories. They're not anywhere in my notes. I got some good notes over there. They're real good. And there was this couple there. And for some reason or another, I just knew they were having trouble. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even really know him that well. But I knew him. It was an employee Christmas party. But I knew him. Now, you heard this was during the time that Keith and I had two carrots and an onion in the refrigerator. Not long after that. 
We didn't have a lot. But I started out giving. You've heard about me giving away all my clothes. Keith's told the story. I can tell you again. But we were there. And I didn't, we didn't have money to give. Just didn't have it. I couldn't pull out a $100 bill like I can now and hand somebody a $100 bill. I didn't have it to give. The only thing that I had of any value at that time, the only thing I had of any value at that time, say that with me. was my wedding set. I had a carrot diamond and a wedding band. That's all I had of any value. And I went to Keith and I said, I just really, really, really feel like in my heart and I know what it is and you know I love you, but this isn't our marriage and this isn't us. It's a ring. And I feel like it's very important. I don't know why. Now, I wasn't at Rama at that time. And I wasn't in the ministry at that time. I was working a secular job. And I wasn't studying the Bible 24-7. I was managing offices, doctor's offices. Just so you know. You can hear from God and not be in the ministry. Amen. I went to the girl and I said, the Lord dealt with me to give you this and I opened my hand and I put it in her hand open your hand and I put it in her hand and she fell to her knees and started crying and she said this is your wedding rings and I said yes it is and I don't know what it means but the Lord dealt with me to give you that she said I don't want anybody else to know this But after this party, we were going to tell our bosses that we were getting a divorce. Now, did the Lord know that? Did I know that? Does the Holy Spirit know things you don't know? Does it matter to Him if you listen to Him even though you don't understand something? Do you have to understand stuff to obey Him? Will it keep you from receiving a blessing if you wait till you understand stuff? How important is it to Him if you listen to Him when you don't understand stuff, but you're willing to obey and step out by faith? That's ten people over here. How important is it? Very important. Very important. These particular people, I won't call their names and I won't tell what country, 
turned out after that to be missionaries. Have ministered, have a huge, and that's a small word, huge ministry. Huge. Stayed together, had kids. Their ministry has affected, I can't tell you how many people. And I don't, I don't want to take credit for it because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt it took more than that. But that could have been a catalyst to keeping them together to where God could have done more. Amen. Do you understand that? Yes. It was a step that God could use. Now, which is more valuable? Money? Or people? Can God get you money if you will obey Him with your things? Do you know? I don't even know what size it is, so I don't want to say. I know it's big. I got a great big yellow diamond later. How many of you seen it? If you haven't seen it, you haven't looked at my hand. Because I wear it a lot. And do you see this black diamond I have on my hand? I didn't mean to wear this today. We walked in a jewelry store. Now, this isn't a saved person. We walked in a jewelry store one day. If I call the name of it, here in Sarasota. And we were looking at rings. And it was my birthday. Keith bought me this for my birthday a couple of years ago. I like to wear it. You've seen it a lot. And the guy says, we asked him, did he have any black diamonds? He said, yeah. He said, you're going to buy that band? I said, yeah, probably so. He said, I'll give you the diamond. Do you hear me? The owner of the store came out and he said, I will give you the diamond. How many jewelry stores you've been in that the owner came out and gave you a diamond? Huh? How many wedding sets you gave away? Now, I don't want your wedding set. That was an extraordinary circumstance. Do you understand that? To me, wedding sets are precious. This ring is precious to me because my husband got it for me. But we should be willing. There's not anything that I've got that if the Holy Spirit inside of me says, Phyllis, you need to give that, that I wouldn't. And I didn't mean to get anywhere in this direction today, but it is giving time. And if we get too attached to anything, it can cost us. Brother Hagen tells a story about, and I'll try to remember it because I didn't read it. It's probably in this book somewhere, about the Lord using him to pray for a person. And it was Christmas time right before that. And there was a minister that came to his church or something. And, and somebody correct me if I'm telling the story wrong. Craig usually knows him. And he's not here. And Keith's not here. And so some of you that's 
read up on Brother Hagen can help me with the story. Um, and he gave this man $50, if I'm remembering right. Somebody help me. And um, he needed the money for their Christmas. And $50 back in 1930s, 40s, was a lot of money. And it was what they were going to spend on their Christmas. And Miss Aretha wasn't happy about it, I can guarantee you. But they went to pray for this woman later. And she got healed. Do you remember the story at all? And she got healed. And the Lord told Brother Hagen that if he had not listened to him with that $50, he would not have been able to use him for that woman. Now, like I said, I love the Holy Spirit. To me, He's one of the most valuable things I have in my life. He is Amen. the most valuable thing. Yes. Because if something happened with Keith and I, He'd show me how to get it fixed. If something happened with our money, He'd show me how to get it fixed. If something happened with the churches, He'd show me how to get it fixed. I believe that with all my heart. So if the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, be an Abraham. Know that if He tells you to give your Isaac, He'll raise him from the dead. Do you understand that? Know that God loves you so much. Do you understand that? Yes. Say, God loves me. God loves me. Say it again. God loves me. Say it again. God loves me. Do you know you should put it on your mirror and on your phones and everything someplace and remind yourself how much God loves you? He loves you. He loves you so much that He gave you the Holy Spirit to give you all the answers. And He said if you'd listen to the Holy Spirit, He would direct your paths and make them straight. And it's like having an open book test. It's like where He said, you know, uh, choose life. He gives you the answers. You want to choose life or you want to choose death? I'm giving you the answer. Choose life. Amen. Well, this is the way it is with the Lord. You've gotten saved. You said, everybody in here said they were saved, I think. Okay? So, and then he says, I'm giving you somebody inside of you. If you'll just stop and settle down for just a second. Just a second. And ask him... He will give you the answers to the test. He will give you the answers to how to get rich, just like He did him. He will give you the answers for your teenagers. He will give you the answers for your kids. 
He will give you the answers how to lay hands on the sick and get miracles. He will give you the answers of how to get the, the money you need, the healing you need. We, healing, laying on of hands is not the best form of healing. That's right. Yes, that's right. The best form of healing is hearing from the Lord and doing what He says. The best is, put the verse back up there. Our counselor sitting right inside of us, like inside of our house. I could fit in here with this little girl, but inside of us, telling us. And if you're, you're new at it, you really have to turn everything off. Because your wick is real small, you remember that. And listen real closely. Put Rob back up there. But if you're like a bull in a china shop and you're that big, you could hear him in a thunderstorm. You could hear him no matter what else was going on because you had trained yourself so well that no matter what, you could still hear him. Do you understand? But as we grow and we learn, that's why I missed it last week because I had too many things going. I'm trying, or week before last, whatever it was, I'm trying to prepare for in here and rush to tell her what to do. When I should have just skipped it. Huh? I don't have to tell you these things. But if I would have just stopped and said, what? This is priority. Doesn't even matter if you eat. Huh? What matters is that you get what will help them the most today. We'll focus on eating later. That's what you should be doing right now. Hearing what I'm saying and thinking about eating later. Let's get our priorities right. Okay? And if we'll stop and we'll let Him, the Holy Spirit will do just what that song says. He'll lead us. He'll guide us. And He'll show us everything we need to see, hear, do, be, if you've got off course in your life, if you're not happy, if you're on the wrong job, if you're doing something wrong, stop. Take count for your life. Look at it. Give the Holy Spirit a chance. And then here's where the big thing comes in. Be willing. No matter how the fear is, the unknown. But if you've got God inside of you, why would we be afraid? The fear is doing what the devil wants you to do instead of what God that loves you wants you to do. 
That's where you should be afraid is stepping out on your own instead of hanging with the spirit that's inside of you and doing what he tells you to do. Do you understand that? The fear would be taking that leap and doing something opposite of what God told you to do. The faith should be building up inside of you that when God tells you to do something, there shouldn't be any fear because you know He's right there with you. It should be easy. If He tells you to do it, you should, you should be Abraham and just step out and do it. Because if He's got to raise you from the dead, He'll do it. If He's got to give you the money, He'll do it. Whatever it takes. Say, I have... I have the greater one, the greater one living, inside of me. living inside of me. He knows, he knows everything, everything about, me. about me. What I need to do, where I need to go, what I need to see, and what I need to be. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.